Hey there, before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you tired of hearing the same old weight loss advice that just doesn't seem to stick, especially with PCOS in the mix? If you said yes, I wanted to let you know that the doors to my weight loss program, Pause the Pounds, are open right now, and I want to invite you to join me inside. This is an eight-week coaching experience designed specifically for women with PCOS who want to lose weight without the BS. I'm going to be walking you through my proven method for PCOS weight loss so that you can feel great in your body, reduce risk of metabolic conditions like diabetes, and also reverse weight-related symptoms like cravings, fatigue, joint pain, and sleep issues. Inside Pause the Pounds, you're going to get access to a toolkit of resources that will help you see results quickly. This includes live coaching calls so you can ask me questions and receive expert guidance in real time. It includes very engaging and informative video lessons but they're short and they're not going to take up your entire day. So you can ditch the guesswork and we're going to work together on a plan that works for you. And it's going to be actionable and super simple to carry out. You're of course going to get a huge recipe library with meal plans and done for you grocery lists. So you have an endless supply of ideas for delicious, balanced and PCOS friendly meals. It's never going to be boring and you're never going to ask, what should I eat again? We also have daily chat support inside my private app that you'll get access to. So if you need a pep talk, if you need clarification on anything, you have a question, you're going to be able to ask it 24 seven. And it's kind of like having a dietitian and a community in your back pocket. And speaking of community, inside the program, you're going to be able to connect with like-minded women who truly get what it's like to have PCOS and try to manage weight. So we're all going to share, learn, and grow together in a supportive, positive environment, and it's going to be a wonderful experience. Pause the Pounds is not just about weight loss. It's about feeling your best and really enjoying life without the burden of food rules and diets. Can I get an amen? All right. So if you're ready to learn more and maybe join us inside Pause the Pounds, just go to daphnachazen.com forward slash yes. daphnachazen.com slash yes. Everything you need to know is on that page. And I cannot wait to see you inside. Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Today, we are talking about the absolute worst diets for PCOS, and maybe worst is a harsh word, but what I wanted to share today is important, and it really shows you how some very common diets are missing the mark big time when it comes to helping you not only manage your weight, but balance your hormones and really reverse some of your PCOS symptoms, which is the main reason why most women go on a diet. They want to feel better. They want to get healthier. They know they need to change what they're eating and how they're eating, and And so we find ourselves on the diets that are popular and the ones that have the best marketing and advertising and the one that everyone is doing. And that's not always the best thing. 
And if you've gone through this path and some of the diets I'll mention today are ones that you've been on before, listen, it's not your fault. This is what we're exposed to. We are just not just exposed to, we're bombarded with messages about diets and try this and this is the best one. And we have a new thing and this is gimmicky and trendy and all of that. And it's, you know, the diet world is loud, it's crowded, and it's in our face all the time. And so if you've gone the path of keto or gluten-free, dairy-free, which are two that I'll talk about today, you are, you know, not at fault for this. You didn't know any better. No one educated you. Maybe you've gotten confused or just heard about it from multiple different directions and you decided to try it. And Maybe, you know, there was a part of you that was even blaming yourself for not being successful on these diets. So what we'll do today is talk about why it's them, not you. And what I'll share today are some of the common reasons why these diets do you wrong, why they are not the right thing for PCOS, despite what some experts and influencers may say. And we're going to talk about the three most common ones. We're going to talk about keto, going to talk about dairy-free, gluten-free, and Weight Watchers. And in full disclosure and transparency, I've been on Weight Watchers many, many times. And so I was a frequent flyer at Weight Watchers. I know it inside out. I could tell you how many points are in every single thing. And 25 years ago, Weight Watchers was the shit, right? And this is what I went on, and I've done it many, many times. And now I know better and I can see through it. And I'm obviously an expert in this field and a professional and I've gotten degrees and experience that allows me to see why that is not a suitable plan for PCOS specifically, but just in general, there are a lot of things about Weight Watchers that I don't love. And so let's get into it. We're going to keep it short and sweet today. I just wanted to bring some of these things to your attention, give you some food for thought, and hopefully explain and help you understand that there's a better way. All right, so let's jump in with keto. Keto is really popular, but most people have no idea what real keto is all about. Keto is a diet that is high fat, moderate protein, and very low carbohydrate. So it's not a high protein diet. It's very high in fat and especially saturated fat. And really the idea here is that your body is being pushed into a state of ketosis where it burns fat for fuel instead of carbohydrates. And that's all nice and good on paper. However, the way that most people go about doing keto is wrong. And the whole concept of keto is also wrong. And so you can't really win with keto as far as I'm concerned. The first reason that I see this as a really problematic worst diet for PCOS, I'm going to say, is the nutrition. Okay. Keto is a diet that's very limited in fruits, in whole grains, in legumes, and that can absolutely impact you negatively as far as deficiencies in not getting enough essential vitamins and minerals like potassium and magnesium, which are essential for PCOS. There's also the, the risk, or it's not even a risk, it's, it's a fact that keto does not provide enough fiber in your day, and so the reduced fiber intake will really hurt your gut health. It can hurt things like your cholesterol as well as your insulin resistance. So we know that your body does need fiber for heart health, for blood sugar control, and for digestive health. And so keto does not provide fiber almost at all. What it does provide is a lot of saturated fat. So things like 
creamy Alfredo sauce with high-fat cream and butter and bacon cheeseburgers without the bun, of course. Those are all foods that you would eat on keto, and it may be exciting and fun and delicious for the first couple of weeks, but I can tell you that over time, the high saturated fat intake can really increase inflammation, and like anything else, the novelty wears off and it becomes you know, pretty repetitive. And even people who love meat and say, oh, I'm going to eat a steak and bacon every single day, it gets old pretty quick. And so I think it's a really hard diet to stay on. And my main concern as a dietitian would be the lack of fiber and antioxidants, the high intake of saturated fat, especially for women with PCOS who are already at high risk for heart disease and diabetes. And so these are things that we would be concerned about with keto. The other thing that I touched on is the sustainability issue. It's really difficult to maintain keto long-term. Think about going about your day, not eating bread, pizza, pasta, rice, potatoes, right? So a lot of people say, well, I'm going to do dirty keto. Dirty keto is not really keto. That's another type of, of eating. And it's basically, you know, a high protein, moderate carbohydrate diet, which is what I teach. And I don't call it keto because that is not what keto is about. And we also need to control the amount of saturated fat. So a lot of times on dirty keto, that's not what is being done. And so with all that, we can really create a situation where your hormones are suffering, your insulin resistance is worsened, your inflammation is going up, and then your your endocrine system is not functioning properly. So when you don't get enough carbohydrates and fiber and the vitamins and minerals that go along with those foods, you can see a reduction in your thyroid function, okay? Thyroid health is really important for your metabolism and for your hormone balance. And so, you know, you could go on keto and lose a little bit of weight, but in the long run, it can really damage your hormones and in turn, your metabolism and weight and overall health could suffer. And last, but certainly not least, I should probably have said this first, this is not a sustainable way to go, right? It's exciting in the beginning, but do you really see yourself avoiding foods that contain carbohydrates for the rest of your life, not eating cake, pizza, pasta. Most people don't want to live like that. And so with PCOS being a lifelong condition, we want something that's sustainable and something that you could be doing long-term. And so to me, keto is not it. That would be the first one that I would cross off the option list for PCOS. Let's talk a little bit about gluten-free and dairy-free diets. There are many influencers that push this kind of diet. A lot of dietitians who really don't know what they're doing. Um, I'm going to tell you a funny story in a second. It's not funny. It's actually pretty sad, but I'll, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But with gluten-free, dairy-free diets, this is what has happened over the years. The loudest voices and the ones that repeat this information over and over again and gain attention have become the go-to resource or, you know, because someone has a lot of followers, a lot of views, a lot of engagement, whatever they says becomes the gospel. And that, that is a very dangerous thing because many times these people don't have the right experience. They don't have the credibility. They don't have the credentials and they're just regurgitating information that they have heard somewhere else. And they're creating a buzz around nothing. And a few weeks ago, I had a dietitian who is newer in the profession and she received a client who 
has PCOS and she reached out to me. I know her like in a limited way. I don't know her that well. I know her very superficially. That's what I was going to say. So I know her very superficially from another place. And she said, Hey, Daphna, I know you specialize in PCOS. I just got a PCOS client. I would love for you to tell me what kind of diet should they be on? And I already recommend that she go gluten and dairy free. And I said, Hey, so-and-so it's so great that you got this client. How come you recommended a gluten-free dairy-free diet? I'd be happy to help you, but I'm just curious. Why was that your first recommendation? And she said, well, I read it on another dietitian's page. And so I figured she knows what she's talking about because she's a PCOS dietitian as well. So clearly we had a conversation about the profession and being credible and doing good work and not just seeing something and accepting it as a fact or as a scientific recommendation that needs to be happening. And I referred her to other resources, more credible resources than social media, right? No one should really be uh, educating themselves. Professionals, I should say, shouldn't be educating themselves on social media. And so she came back and said, you know, I am so grateful because now I know and I understand and I made a mistake and this is not how I should have gone about it. And so One of the things that we see a lot with gluten-free, dairy-free diet is information gets shared and reshared, and now it kind of becomes a fact through repetition. And that is absolutely not how things should be. But unfortunately, you're probably exposed to a lot of those messages. And so I did a whole episode about why you should continue to eat gluten recently. And so go check that out because I don't want to repeat the information that was shared there. But when you eliminate foods unnecessarily, you're not just setting yourself up for nutritional deficiency, especially when we talk about gluten containing product products that have, again, the fiber and the vitamins and the minerals, but also dairy, which is a great source of protein. And the research that is out there for a lot of dairy products and populations that consume dairy actually show that it's very protective against diabetes. It's helpful in managing insulin sensitivity. And so Dairy has gotten a bad reputation, but there's absolutely no evidence to show that women with PCOS need to eliminate it. Not to mention when you replace these foods with other foods, you're likely going to get poor nutrition. So when you replace a regular bread with a gluten-free bread, you're getting bread that's way more processed and way more deficient, void or deficient in vitamins and minerals. And so those gluten-free products are definitely higher in sugar for the most part. They're going to be higher in calories in many cases. And they're made with flours like potato flour and tapioca flour that are absolutely more refined and less nutritious. So on top of the nutrition quality and the fact that we don't have evidence for this, we want to think again about life and quality of life and how will you live your life without gluten and dairy when you go out, when you're socializing, when you're on vacation, do you really want to be constantly thinking about dairy? And if something contains gluten, the added stress and hassle of trying to find gluten-free versions of foods and constantly thinking about hidden sources of gluten or whether or not something has dairy in it is so unnecessary and it's such a burden, right? And so I really want you to consider whether or not you've tried it in the past, if this is something you're willing to commit to, because again, if you do it for a month, you need to be doing it for the rest of your life, right? Because PCOS is a lifelong condition. It's not about doing something for a few weeks. And so 
gluten-free and dairy-free diets definitely fall in the worst idea category as far as I'm concerned for PCOS. Unless you've established that you have a sensitivity or you, of course, have a diagnosis of celiac disease, then by all means, you must eliminate gluten. But other than that, the question I have is why? Why would you do that? And, and you know, again, the evidence is not there. And also, beyond the evidence, when women have done it, and maybe you've tried it in the past, they weren't able to tell a difference. They weren't seeing the improvements. They weren't really noticing that, that things are getting better. And so that's a big red flag, again, that elimination is not needed. There are other ways that are much more efficient and effective in reducing your symptoms and managing weight. And so gluten-free, dairy-free diets are definitely not one of them. And then Last but not least, our beloved Weight Watchers. If you've never been on Weight Watchers, I'm going to tell you that there are two options when you go on Weight Watchers. There's the point system that's been around for a long time. And then there's freestyle. Freestyle means there's a list of many foods that are essentially free, quote unquote. You can eat as much of them as you want and as often as you want. And then there's the point system, which limits you a little bit more. You have to comply with a certain amount of points per day. I have done the point system many, many times in my early 20s. And essentially what the point system is, is a calorie restriction diet. This is a calorie restriction diet. And even though they created this point system, what the points equate to are essentially calories. So every food and drink is assigned a point value based on its nutrition. And really what this is, is a very cookie cutter generic approach that overlooks people's individual needs. Okay. So there's a heavy focus on calorie and Again, even though they're not saying it, this is essentially what you're doing. Call it calories, call it points, call it stars, call it carrots. I don't even care. Like they're all the same. Okay. And so with Weight Watchers, again, there are many ways that you can cheat the system. There are many ways that the calorie level that you're at or the amount of points that you're at can be met, but it's met with very poor nutrition, right? So I'd be perfectly content eating my, I don't remember what it was, 20 some calories a day, uh, 20 some points per day in M&Ms. I would love that. That is sign me up. Like, do, let's do it. Right. But obviously that's going to feel a lot different. It's going to impact my hormones a lot differently than if I were to eat my 20 some points per day in real food, nutritious food and, you know, protein and produce and all of those things. Weight Watchers doesn't really discern between those things. And so you could be compliant, so to speak, with the program, but eating crap nutrition. And of course, that's not going to do your hormones and PCOS any favors. And so, you know, so now they got rid of the point system and they started freestyle, which is no counting. It's more free. It's more, you know, a little more flexible. And you have all of these free foods. Well, when you look through this, you, you would see that things like fruits and even fish. And I I don't even remember the, the extent of this list, but there are many foods on that list that are quote unquote free and can be eaten as, as often as, as a person wants. But if you were to eat fruit all day long, again, your carbohydrate tolerance is not going to be met. You're going to be exceeding your needs on in many cases. And even with protein, more is not necessarily better. And so we have to really understand that neither one of these systems is really suitable for PCOS. 
So when we think about PCOS and we think about what's going to work for someone, it's got to be something that is more tailored to the drivers of PCOS, to the hormones that are imbalanced, to reducing the insulin resistance and really helping you control blood sugar at a pretty tight level. That is going to be the biggest needle mover for PCOS, whether you're looking to lose weight or not. Even with your other symptoms, this is going to be the key to reversing the PCOS struggles that you're currently experiencing. One other thing I'm going to say about Weight Watchers is that the the way the program is set up with the weigh-ins and the point tracking, it can become very obsessive and stress-inducing. And there's definitely a potential for developing a negative relationship with food when you're constantly consulting the book to, to look at the points or weighing and measuring things or feeling like you're running out of food for the day. Like I've definitely been there when I was like getting stressed out around four or 5 PM thinking, am I going to have enough points for the day? And mentally that's just like very taxing. It's a big burden and nobody really wants to be thinking in points all day long. So I know this because I've been there and like, basically you start seeing the world in points and it, it could be really obsessive and it could be something that takes up too much mental space and energy. So that's another something to think about, right? So if you're someone who's looking to kind of step out of the cycle, you don't want to consider another diet again, you know that none of them really work. I want to invite you into Pause the Pounds. You may have heard that the doors to the program are now open. This is an eight-week coaching program, a group coaching program, where I teach you exactly what to eat in order to manage weight naturally and kind of stop feeling frustrated with your body and thinking about dieting and being really disturbed or concerned by your PCOS symptoms. The method I teach inside the program does not involve deprivation, counting calories or eliminating food groups. We do none of that in there. What we do do is we take eight weeks and we are going to to really make sure that we're not only seeing weight loss, but completely reversing your symptoms, things like fatigue, cravings, and brain fog And you're also going to learn how to stop stressing over food and spend more time enjoying your meals and having fun and living your life with the people you love. The whole point is to remove the burden of dieting, be more flexible and positive with how you approach food. And believe it or not, this is what's going to create the weight loss that you've always wanted in a natural way that doesn't feel like punishment. So if all of this sounds good and you want to learn more, I want to invite you to check out my program page. You can go over to daphnachazen.com slash yes. All the information is right there on the page, daphnachazen.com slash yes. And I cannot wait to see you inside. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.